Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. And at the Working Fans Podcast, this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling. Now, our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday. And that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again. You can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod, or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans Podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will enjoy the Working Fans Podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at fansworking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. And welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, Comedy Cast. Today, we got a special guest, young comedian, been doing it for about two years, Kayla Marie. Her friend is going to future guest star on here, so if this says Daniel DeLuca on it, she will be on a future show. We're just a little, little preview. But Kayla, in the meantime, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you doing? I've been better. We're talking. I've got a little allergy problem. Not a Coke problem, as we <laughs> talked about. Yeah. So comedy. How did you break into comedy? Well, I was sad. 
I that's a great know. start. Yeah. I actually was going through a big life change and there was a comedy club in my town and I was like, oh, that's probably super shitty. Like this town sucks. It's probably just a bunch of hack. For like two years, I never went and I just like judged it in my head. Uh-huh. And then I showed up one day. I was like, well, why not? Let's see. And I was pleasantly surprised. Like the comics were really talented, very funny, very kind, cool spot. And I was nervous to go up, but I finally did. And then shortly after I started working there. So Awesome. Now, did you ever have anything that prepared you for doing stand-up? Well, stand-up to me is like telling the truth, you know? And so I guess I've always been somebody that's just really honest. And yeah, when I went to the comedy club, I found people like that. And it was like a family finally oh. of, you know, outspoken people, which it can be a lot sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but also I can be a lot. So I was like, yes, I'm home. Wow. I did do some stuff like that before. Like I did public speaking and I went to school for psychology and communication. So I love people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, does that help? Like. I mean, I'm assuming you've probably had a few bad acts here and there, right? You must have bombed oh, yeah. a couple times. And how's like, how's that? How's dealing with that? It's brutal, but it's part of it. So, like, at first, it's not that bad because you don't expect to do well because you're brand new, you know. And you're like, I'm right. off the hook. But then, like, once I started to get on shows and people believed in me and were like, "Okay, don't make me look bad." I actually had a friend that his name's Carl Lee, and he was like, "I booked you on the show. It's a big deal." If you fuck up and you're not funny, I'm going to chop you in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure's on. (laughs) Yeah. For like two weeks before the show, every day he would send me a gif or like a meme of like somebody getting throat chopped, you know? And I was like, oh shit. Like I was having nightmares. I was telling my kids, like, you pray for me because if I fuck up, Carly's going to chop me in the throat, you know? (laughs) So. Fucking Carl, man. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. So it's like a sensei situation where I was like, I won't let you down, you know? And I did all right. <laughs> you know, he's like, chop yourself in the throat right now. <laughs> but I remember I told my therapist, I was like, you know, most comedians have a therapist. If they don't, they should. But <laughs> most everyone should. But anyway, I was like, you know, I'm going to do these shows. And I feel like I'm pushing myself to the point where I know I'm going to fail, right? Like it's almost certain. But in order to grow, that's where I have to go. Yeah. So there will be a day I bomb and it's going to suck and I'm going to feel shitty after. That's a reality. So just expecting it not being like unrealistic and also working really hard to make sure it doesn't happen because you don't want that feeling. That feeling is it doesn't go away fast. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. You actually, I was going to ask you and maybe Carl's it, but do you have any mentors right now? Yeah, I have a lot of people in my life that I respect and, you know, ask their advice and ask for guidance. Danny is a cool person out here that I met and she's a bit older than me. And she just yells at me and tells me, <laughs> I'm gonna get my shit together. She's like, get organized. We're going to be late. And I'm like, I need you all the time. Like a big sister, you know? Right. But I think Jackie Pearl is another person in Sacramento who was like, she's like a comedy aunt. She's from Hawaii. So they, I've heard just from this, I'm not from this area, you know, I'm from Portland area. But everybody's like, when Jackie moved here from Hawaii, she brought all the females together. Like all the women comic in Sacramento kind of came together. She has like this aloha spirit. And so I said I was coming down and she met me for lunch. She bought my lunch. She like made sure I had shows. She made sure I was okay. Connected me with people. And for women to support each other like that, it's like rare and it shouldn't be. It needs to happen everywhere all the time. Like 
there's not a lot of women in comedy and we should be supporting each other, you know, as best as we can. So yeah, that. And then when I worked at the comedy club, you know, they gave me a job there and I was, I just like learned so much when I was working there. Um, my friend Julie was one of the owners and she's no longer there, but she really, she would pull me aside and be like, Hey, you're being <coughs> <laughs> like, oh. Straightforward. I didn't know, you know, <laughs> she was like, dude, you got to not do that. And I was like, all right, cool. So a lot of people, I think I've been very lucky to be around kind people who will tell me the truth because they love me, you know? So Yeah, that's good. It's good to have that positive people in your life. At the same time, have you ever had, you don't have to name names, but have you ever had any issues with people giving you a harder time because you're a female in comedy? Is that a thing that happens a lot? Or Yeah, it's, you know, there are certain things that happen because I'm a woman that probably, I don't know, I would imagine wouldn't happen if I was not. Like stage time is hard. You really have to work hard just to get people to respect you and not think that you just want to like, I don't know tell silly joke. I had one guy be like, I don't understand your dude humor. And I was like, it's for everybody. It's just humor. <laughs> and stupid. And my boyfriend is a comic. He's like my biggest support. And he was doing comedy before me, but he was doing like improv. We kind of started stand up at the same time. And we were friends first. And then we went to tacos one-on-one -on -one, one day. And like, he cried in front of me. Oh, man. And I was like, oh no, I might fall in love with him. <laughs> and I did. So, wow, there you go. Yeah. And he's probably my biggest support. And, like, so as a woman, especially, I was like, I don't want to get involved because what if we break up? Like, they know you better than they know me because we live in the same town. Right. So, I don't want to like mix business and pleasure. Like, I don't want to fuck up my comedy life, you know, but I really love him. So, we, we went for it. We've been together like more than two years now and we oh, have nice. five kids all together so oh shit good for you yeah. guys wow i asked a girl on here before we had another lady comedian on here uh she's out on the east coast and i asked her if it was good to date comedians she said it wasn't but she would probably do it again because <laughs> she said <laughs> you just know like you're meeting the same people with the same interests a lot of times too yeah it, it it's a double-edged sword like the good thing about it is we get it like if we have a show and we go out to like eat before the show or to have a drink. I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm thinking about my set. You know? Right, right, like, right. Too. Fuck you. You know, and it's perfect. <laughs> and also like if he has a big show or something and like we just know like how each other feel about it. So if we can tell like the other person wasn't super happy with the way it went, then we know like ahead of time. We're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a rough night. But I know how to support you. you know? Right, so, right. And then we have the same interests. So in our free time, we love to like watch the same shows or write or we'll be having a conversation. And I'm like, shh, I have to write that down. It's funny. And he'll be like, hold on, hold on. I don't want to forget. You know, so it's a lot of like, okay, yeah. Or one time he said to me in the middle of the night something, he was like, oh, don't forget this. And I was like, I hope you forget. I'm not, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want that to be a joke. It's not good. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's some so, angry woman stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's not funny. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. we have a lot of fun together and I love him very much. And I think it's great. I don't think I would, I, well, I hope we get married and we're together forever. But like just me as a person, like I wouldn't want to be with somebody that's not a comic because it's, it's really complex. And I just think they wouldn't understand. And especially being a woman, like being the star of the show and then being like holding it down, not exactly what most men want to do. Right. But we're both drama queens, like pretty much. 
So we take turns and that's awesome. Yeah, so it works out. So yeah. Now, is there anything you try to do to stand out right now? Like uh, you know, when you're going to do your set, is there anything you try to do to like okay, make yourself different? Well, I don't try to do anything to stand out. I just do. That's probably because I'm just like really weird. I have a weird life. Like I moved 14 times. I went to 14 schools by the time I was 12. Wow. So I'm used to being the new girl. So I like to go to different, I'm like adventurous. Like the place I feel most at home is in the back of a U-Haul. So like, wow. I love being on the road for comedy. I love being the new girl in town, like meeting people. So that's just something that works well with comedy, I guess. But also I'm a survivor of human trafficking. Oh, sure. Domestic violence. Yeah. So, you know, to try and make people laugh about that is like my goal. And it's hard to do it well without like violating my self-worth or like getting it wrong, you know? Yeah. But because I'm a survivor and I have that experience, I think I can actually say the thing and people can hear and learn. So we learn best if you're laughing, you know? Now, so I talk about that. Interesting. Uh, Cause I was actually going to ask this before. Isn't that kind of like the art of comedy too? Is to like to sometimes take these like crazy, awful situations, but somehow to like kind of make light of it where we can all laugh still and, Make it easier? Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think comedy is like just the truth, but saying it in a way that points out the absurdity sometimes, you know? Right. And then what I like to do is like find the thing that's just completely absurd and then sometimes use my imagination and add to it, like heighten it. Like say the uh, thing and then be like, <clears throat> what if, you know, can you imagine? And just like get silly. And so you take that truth and then you just make it like super silly. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, now, besides obviously your boyfriend, obviously Danielle. So you've met a lot of interesting people and made a lot of relationships already through this thing then. Mm -hmm. Would you say more so than any other job you had? Oh, yeah. I'm a super social person, but I'm also autistic. That's not a lie. <laughs> no, got, no, that's fine. I got diagnosed this, this last year, this year, actually. And I've been, I've had ADHD my whole life since I was like 14. And women oftentimes don't get diagnosed with autism because like women never get anything first. But second of all, second of all, there was just kind of the stereotype that was like a young white boy putting his trains in the line, you know? Yeah. And that's not what it is at all. Always, sometimes. Definitely sometimes, but not always. And they never even studied autism in girls until like recently. And like in the UK, it's better diagnosed. And in the US, it's really hard to get a diagnosis for a woman, especially an adult woman, because it's always like, it doesn't express the same way. Like we still can communicate really well, but we don't understand social things. So I've always been super awkward. And now I know why, you know, and so it helps me to be kinder to myself, finding that out. And it's weird that I'm, I have all these relationships because people have an idea in their head that like autistic people are like introverted and, and right. are well, doing well socially, but I meet people and I love them, but am I doing well socially? No, it's a shit show. Like, <laughs> they're like, Kayla, no, you know, and we're like, always, they're just like, it's, crazy it's madness living around me like my world is insane but that's why it's fun and that's why it's funny because it's like you can't make this shit up you know it's really <laughs> i think you got a great attitude i love it i like there it's very refreshing you're very honest with yourself have you thought about doing like talk shows or podcasts or anything because you 
Definitely got I, kind of a knack, it seems like. Yeah, I have a podcast, actually. Uh, yeah. It's on the radio in my hometown, and it's also on YouTube, and I'm getting ready to put it like on Spotify, too, and all that. It just Awesome. We barely started it. It took off, and then it, the radio was like, we want this. And it's just been so fast all at once that I'm like, oh. We're getting caught up, but we had some really cool guests on like the first podcast episode. Have you ever heard of the show Archer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, Amber Nash, who plays Pam Poovey, came on with her husband, Kevin Galise, who was formerly the director of Dad's Garage uh, Theater in Atlanta for 10 years. And they're making a movie right now. With Colin from Whose Line Is It Anyway? You know who he is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Colin, Colin right? Like, yeah, he grew yeah, up yeah. on that shit. Yeah. He's playing the dad in the movie. And then Aisha Tyler is in the movie. And a really oh, awesome right. neurodivergent um, actor named Luke Davis. And the, the movie is called How to Ruin the Holidays. But the purpose, the reason for the movie is because Kevin, Amber's husband, has a brother who has developmental disabilities. And like they are frustrated that people like autistic people or people with Down syndrome or people that are just developmentally, generally developmentally disabled, who knows why, are represented like so one dimensional on screen. And they're like, you know what? You might have Down syndrome, but you could still be an asshole. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right, right. We're not children. You know, people that are different sometimes get kind of like marginalized and treated like they're not a whole person. And so the movie is like giving this character like three dimensions, you know? So that's why people are excited about it. And that's why they wanted to come on my podcast because I am awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you get it. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> that's fun. So, it's exciting what they're doing. I'm really what's, proud to be a part of it. You know, what's the name of your uh, show? It's called Strange Together. Okay, awesome. Yeah, people should check it out. That sounds great. Thanks. That's funny. Yeah, I think people. Uh, hey, you know, you say it. it is funny. Like uh, maybe Pat Oswald said it or something, but like Hollywood does stereotype a lot. Like you kind of like miss it. Like like I think he was pointing out like gay people like in Hollywood are always flamboyant, but there's never like a lazy gay person or like you know he's just messy yeah. and doesn't yeah. give a shit about anything you know? yeah. it's like why doesn't that happen yeah <laughs> he's know? like he's like i don't care about fashion but i still want to suck a dick yeah exactly right, right. <laughs> why can't that be a thing right what the yeah. hell <laughs> you know? exactly yeah like you know it's exciting for me because i'll do a show i have jokes about human trafficking i have jokes about autism and every time i do a show at least one person comes up to me and it's like meaningful and they're like hey you know, I just want to let you know, I relate to that in some way, either it's me or my family member and no one ever talks about it. And it's really hard. And you talked about it and you made me laugh. And I just want to say thank you so much, you know, and I'm like, that's why, that's why I do comedy, you know? Um, And I have other jokes too, that are about things like, I don't know that, that it's not a Ted talk, you know, it's like, we laugh about everything. You want to joke about tacos, joke about tacos, you know, but at the same time, like, I think, Comedians who are really well loved and respected, the reason is because they they stand for something and they encourage people usually, you know, even if the encouragement is like it's okay to be an asshole. Right. They're still about something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I might be a prick, but damn it, that's who I am. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a prick too. (laughs) I love you. I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, you know, you stand for something. And so yeah. Do you have any other passions besides comedy that you're really excited about? Or 
Well, my children, I, I prefer them over comedy. <laughs> they are the best. Uh, so I love being a mom. And then also I play guitar and I write some silly songs and I perform them and it's part of stand-up. Um, and so I love to do that. And then I have a sketch show that I created and I produced. It's called the Gosh Damn Sketch Show. So I really love writing. Gosh, like yeah. I loved writing before I loved comedy. I've just always been a writer. Hopefully one day I can have a real sketch show. I'm not the best actress. I have I'm very real. Like I can't really fake oh, yeah. it. But if, if if it's honest, then yeah. But like we have this joke in my family. I can't really recreate a facial expression, you know? So like if everybody is doing the same face in a photo and I try to do it, mine's like totally different. <laughs> I stand by a poster. Like I was trying to do one with a kill bill poster behind me, you know, and I was trying to do like Uma Thurman's like face. And it was like right. so off. You know? so, <laughs> if they're like on command, do this face. It's going to be wrong. But if it's like improv or like character that I relate to and it's an honest reaction, then I love to do it. But I can't really fake it. So yeah, you're a very real person, I guess. You you don't know how to. I don't know how. I try. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Good for you. Now, are there any other goals you have right now? Whether comedy, the podcast, or whatever. What are your some goals you got professionally? Yeah. So in December, I'm going to LA. I was like scouted by this lady. I auditioned. It was my first time ever auditioning for anything because I don't really like the whole like process, but I saw this movie called Mr. Roosevelt. Have you seen it? I don't think so. It sounds really familiar. It's like an independent film and it's a comedy and the writer and actress that created it. She is a genius. And in the first scene in the movie, she's a stand-up comic that's like struggling and she's at an audition and she's doing impressions. And one of the impressions she does is of a gif and she just does a thing over and over. And they're like, what is it? She's like, I'm a gif, you know, like, <laughs> and her audition goes terribly. And then she like, her cat dies. That that's not a spoiler. Oh, Mr. Roosevelt is the cat. He's died. So she's go home. It's this whole thing. And it's just like this, like coming of age story that we do now with millennials when they're like 30. Cause that's when that happens now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and like, I loved it so much. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this audition and like just use it as material like just experience it and i wound up like crying right for, before the audition because like i had gotten an argument with someone i was like i don't care uh. going because you know, it's going to be funny and it's for stand-up <laughs> and then i got a call back and then i got another call back and i was like well i guess i'm doing this now <laughs> like accidentally. <Wow. laughs> so funny. yeah in december i'm going to la they're flying me out for like a week to like the Marriott, the Burbank area, and I get to do all these casting things. So I will be doing film scene, improv, commercial, a monologue, and some songs. And I have to do the runway, which I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and the things are creative and military for the runway. So I don't know why they want me to do that. But I mean, so funny. Yeah, and then there's casting. So. January is when they do all the pilots for like the new shows that got picked up for all the different networks. So in December, it's like harvest week where they like do all these castings. And so all the casting directors will be there from like Netflix, Disney, Nickelodeon, and like other, you know, smaller um, networks. And, um, and if they see you and they're like, Oh, you'd be good at that character, you know? Yeah. And I think because I'm on a autistic woman like if they have any characters that are that 
they should have me play it because it's real. You know? Right, right, right. And You're born for that. You're ready for that. Yeah, I'm ready for that. So hopefully, you know, somebody sees who I am and wants other people to feel like represented in that way. And also it'd be dope if it like paid my bills, you know. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's all I got for you today. Is there anything you want to promote anything else coming up and social media? Hit it. Let me think. Well, I just think my podcast, Strange Together, that would be the main thing. I really like what we're doing on there because we're the it's an inclusion and diversity podcast and we're bringing people that are different together to share their stories and it's like pretty vulnerable and it's people who like our last guest was Rodney Norman and he has a special Comedy Central and Dry Bar but I ask things that are like what did you want to be when you grow up or what's something strange about yourself that you love you know and so we kind of like dig deep and it's fun to just hear people share things that maybe they wouldn't share in a different setting you know so I just want people to hear it so they feel encouraged that's awesome (laughs) yeah that's great. Kayla. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. You really are. Like you're very outgoing. You're very honest and it's rough and fresh air. <laughs> what about you got you know your Twitter or Instagram? We can plug it after if you want. But yeah, you know so I have Instagram and Facebook and it's at Kayla Marie Comedy on Instagram. And then on Facebook it's Kayla Marie. But for some reason when you type in Kayla Marie, there's like a million Kayla I was gonna Marie. say it's probably yeah, a thousand of yeah, them. Yeah, but for it's I, I live in Salem, which is like right like south of Portland. So if you just put Kayla Marie Salem in the Facebook search, I will come up first. And person. hopefully no creepy people will follow you. No. <laughs> yeah, but I have a public Facebook. So I love to okay. meet people. So it's fine. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, you're awesome. Kayla, thank you so much for doing the show. We appreciate you. We maybe even have you back when my allergies are a little better. And uh, I hope you I, feel better. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. At least I, uh, it's not Coke. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not a Coke problem. I assure you. We'll have you back so I can prove that to you. Okay. Thank Sounds you so good. much, though, for doing it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 